Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. It's Monday. That means we are taking a look at the day, and we're also taking a look ahead at the week. And it is a busy kind of week. I mean, this is one of the, the two weeks of this month that really have a lot of oomph and a lot of changes and a lot of energy of craziness about them. And so today, of course, it all begins with a solar eclipse that's literally in 17 minutes happening right while we're on air today. But as any eclipse uh, in recent past, I can tell you that it isn't something that just happens on a day like today, right? This is something that builds usually about mm, seven days or so before the eclipse. So from last Monday until likely even uh, into next Monday, as the moon's energy begins to really coalesce around a theme or uh, uh, an energy. And particularly beginning, uh, say, yesterday, was it yesterday when the moon moved into Sagittarius? I think it was yesterday. Uh, no, all day yesterday. It was late on uh, Saturday, Saturday evening, when the moon moved into Sagittarius, which is the sign hosting the solar eclipse. So a solar eclipse is at a new moon. It is when the sun and the moon come together, and they are occupying the same degree of space. And they are occupying the same degree, 23 degrees of Sagittarius. So wherever that is in your chart, it's likely where there is a new beginning or something new emerging uh, in your life. But often that new emerging comes with something closing, like a door, a window closes, and you open a new one. And now the air or the direction is in, in, a new, um, in a new direction, excuse me. There's a new direction, a new area of your life that is being affected by the energies. So for each of you, then you have that going on someplace and likely it is happening uh, close to the galactic center in your chart. And that also brings some powerful energy into this particular new moon. So new moons are always a time where we set intentions, right? Where we are preparing to go forward into a new direction. And it offers us the opportunity to set intentions to positively impact what happens next. And what happens next is often where your mind is focused and also where your, so your thoughts and your heart and what your words are focused on. So today becomes an important day for you to really pay attention to what is truth, a very Sagittarian ideal, truth with a capital T, not the myriads of truths that you hear when you tune into a news broadcast, depending on what side of the block that particular broadcast is coming from. Um, it is something that is bigger, more profound than just that superficial idea of what is true and what is false there are bigger truths. For instance, the energy of love and how we are here to value and respect one another. So higher truths come into play during this period of time. And as well, when we're talking about truth, we're talking about our connection to higher guidance, maybe your, your angels, you might call them, or your spirit guides, those very near and dear that, that 
that lead you uh, on a on a path forward, or your your ability to tap into your soul or your higher self, the ability to hear the voice of truth for you, right, for your own self. And in this, then there is also honesty. This is a truth based sign. But the truth is a little bit liquid because it's often the truth is in the eyes of the beholder. But there are, again, these big truths. And those are the things that we're after when we have a new moon in Sagittarius. This will be a time of making sure we act on faith and on good faith, right? Good faith. And that we address our beliefs and anything that might be standing between us and getting to that capital T truth. Now there's something interesting going on today in that as soon as we get to the new moon solar eclipse at 817, the moon immediately goes into the void and will be in the void until 735 p.m. my time tonight. So 1035 for you all on the East Coast and then we'll make the move into the sign of Capricorn. So tomorrow when we all get up, we'll be with the moon in the sign of Capricorn, kind of the sign of getting down to work, right? Getting, getting on the path and doing the due diligence and being responsible and uh, moving in a new direction uh, is predicated on the fact that you're going to be in integrity, a sign that uh, the moon will be in as we move forward tomorrow. Now for the rest of the day though, we are sitting with a trine to Mars that will be the last aspect of the day and or before the change anyway. And that trine to Mars activates then productivity on one hand, the positive side. On the other hand, it can provoke conflict or a uh, conflict and angry upset between uh, different truths. So watch for that today. And in your own life, then where are you getting drawn into a conflict? But it's also your own choice. So what do you want to do with that energy, right? What do you want to do with Mars in a trying to the new moon solar eclipse? Maybe you want to put it to use in creating something new for yourself. Maybe you want to put it to good use in getting some project done that you've been working on, maybe finishing up Christmas shopping and the wrapping and the, the buying and all of that stuff that goes with it. Uh, whatever it is, the last aspect of the moon today before we get into the uh, uh, solar or at the solar eclipse is that trine to Mars. But we also have a conjunction to the moon and the sun and Mercury today. And specifically the moon and Mercury, the sun and Mercury conjunction come later this week. But uh, what we have is then a, the messenger god, Hermes, Mercury, uh, depositing something new here, some new idea, maybe some new inspiration, some new way of being. Uh, it opens up the, the possibilities, right? The possibilities instead of the probabilities or the way that we think things should be. And then the moon is also squaring Neptune today. So there might also be some disillusionment. There could also be some uh, disclarity where we're not quite sure what to listen to or what direction to go. And if you're feeling that, that uh, inability to gain clarity, then maybe it's a stop sign for you or a yield, right? Just stop or just slow down and let the energy pass before you actually make a decision uh, on what it is that you want. That too will pass. 
and then we are uh, squarely into the energy of that solar eclipse, which we talked about on Friday. Uh, I kind of did that really quickly. I'd like to know if anybody has questions about uh, the eclipse. Uh, and while you're considering that, first of all, let me go over here and make sure I'm even live. Hello, everybody. Good morning, Ingrid and Kathleen Mallory. The possibility of happiness for all. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Good morning, Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel and Mimi. Good morning to you. Asa, hello. Ursula, good morning. Happy heart dance to be with you all. We love you. Uh, Corey, good morning. And JLo, good morning. And Peggy, good morning. And Mimi says, new just this morning, our gallery has another opportunity to rent the shop next door for studio space and growth. Wow, won't that be nice? A new opening expansive Sagittarian possibilities. May it be so for the highest good. Uh, I'm in. I love it. Coach Michael, good morning to you too. So it's great to see people up and with me this morning. And uh, so let me just uh, real quick before I go back to the moon in Sagittarius, reminding everybody tomorrow is the Astrology for 2021 webinar at noon Pacific time. And that makes it 3 p.m. East Coast time. If you buy your ticket to the webinar but can't attend live, no worries because a recording comes with that and will be delivered to your inbox after the live broadcast is over. It takes me some time to produce it and get it into a form that I can email out to people. So uh, you can go onto my website at www.living-astrology.com. Literally right at the top of the page is the Astrology for 2021 webinar and you can still purchase that at this point in time. So I hope to see you all there tomorrow. And if not, that's fine too, um, because if you've purchased it, like I said, you will get the recording and you can always ask questions later if you have any left. Uh, and it, there is a, this has been probably one of the biggest undertakings besides the uh, 2020 almanac that I did uh, that I have undertaken in a while. Uh, because I had to take great care in how it is that the material is being presented. And uh, I really wanted to say that all of our problems are, are gone. I really wanted to say that, you know, 2020 is just a glimmer of the past. Unfortunately, it looks like 2021 carries us forward in a different way though. And interestingly enough, 2021 really puts the onus on us as individuals and how it is that we are creating our reality. That to me seemed very hopeful, but also very difficult given the way that some people out there are thinking and behaving and at the moment and what they're focusing on in terms of resistance or anger or upset versus what the rest of us might be focusing on, which hopefully is on the more positive and the more loving aspect of who we wanna be. Uh, so uh, that's just giving you a little tidbit into the thinking behind what is going on for 2021. Uh, let's go back and of course, you know, 2021 isn't really just starting on January 1st of 2021. It's actually been in process uh, as we've been going through these things. It actually, I think it begins today in about six minutes when we have the solar eclipse and then on throughout this week with some of the bigger transits that are happening. And then uh, through next week when we get to the winter solstice and then into January. So really 
the, the tale of 2021 begins now, right? Right here, right where we sit in this particular moment. And hey, I'm really happy to have all of you here with me to um, talk about all of this at the moment we are having a solar eclipse. Uh, uh, Ursula says, uh, good morning, Loanne, it's good to see you. Ursula says, with the auspicious energy, is it time to make a wish today? Well, absolutely, that is the new moon's power, of course, is the ability to set intentions or make wishes, um, but wait for, wait for five more minutes and then we'll go through that process uh, because then you have the full energy of the new moon and the solar eclipse with us. Amy says, by 2020. Yeah. And uh, Ursula, thank you for hosting Larkma. Oh yeah, they, I just love those two. They're just so awesome. Uh, so anyway, Jennifer Peachy, good morning to you. It's good to see all of you that I haven't seen in a while. I feel a little odd being with you only two days a week, um, but it's allowing me to get a lot taken care of that I needed to take care of. None the least of which is I think I am in the process of losing my Sadie and it's been a difficult couple of days taking her to the vet to discover that possibly, who knows, uh, that she has a tumor in her uh, sinus cavity. And so we're waiting for her to get past this infection that she has right now so that we can actually see if that is the case or what is happening. <sighs> right? It's hard when your pets are sick because you feel so helpless because they can't tell you it hurts mom or I don't feel good or uh, feed me more or give me more water. They cannot do that. So I feel a little powerless over that. And you can see even her posture now. And if, I don't know if you can see her, but she like turns her back to me. Like she just doesn't want to engage and it's ah, breaking my heart. So good, good thoughts and, and love sent to Sadie would be oh so appreciated from me. All right, so let's go back to our moon and what she is up to today as she is going through what she does twice a year at least with the eclipsing of the sun in this case, which means that the if the eclipse is covering the sun, the moon's shadow, Earth's shadow covering the sun, it means that the moon is more powerful at this point in time. Our emotions, remembering the truth of who we are, remembering love, remembering the emotional connection that we have to one another, even though we may have different ideologies or beliefs or come from different parts of the world, um, we're all one. So it's a reminder of unity. It's a reminder that it is only a construct that we believe we are separate or that we can't get along or that uh, we have problems. Uh, instead of coming together to solve the problems together, we've been you know, doing this yankering and, and angering with one another and pulling apart at the seams instead of coming together. So here with the moon in Sagittarius, it's a reminder that we are all on this adventure together, that the sign of Sagittarius reminds us of the exploration, right? That we're experiencing these different things and that to have a reminder to have positive expectations. And I'm also gonna tell you to temper those expectations so that they are being open, right? That they're open. So you don't have an expectation or an attachment to how you think something should happen or when something should happen or where it should happen or who should do that or whatever. Uh, releasing yourself from the attachment while holding a positive expectation that all is happening as it is meant to happen and that the possibilities are 
XYZ, whatever it is that you, I just got the notification. It's now the new moon, 12, 14, 20. Actually, that one says 8, 16 a.m. Everything I saw said 8, 17. So right now, here we are at this moment in time where we are connected heart to heart. We're connected through our voices. And what is it that we want to create? Peace, love, joy, right? Powerful connections, strong communities, strong people. Um, the sign of Sagittarius also brings us to optimism, right? It is because it's ruled by Jupiter, one of the signs that takes us into good fortune and good luck and having faith and being generous of spirit, uh, being loving and giving and sharing of ourselves with one another and also being open-hearted. So there's that part of the Sagittarius experience. Now in other areas, for example, the law, uh, Sagittarius rules, attorneys and lawsuits, court proceedings, um, ethics. That's the big one here is the ethics of a court proceeding or of uh, the way that the laws are, are, out, are laid out. In this country, right, this whole fight over the constitution and using the courts to settle things like elections, uh, usurping the power, one state trying to usurp the power of other states and reeling it all in. It's not that that is happening, it's that it's all being reeled into ethics. And again, we have this outline that we have that was called the constitution. And what did that mean? Are we gonna live in accordance with that or are we gonna just keep blurring those lines until we no longer have uh, an integrity in um, uh, our, our elections or in our constitution? So lots of different things that people can say about this, but literally the theme is about integrity and about truth and about moralistic sort of ideas of what that truth is and how far can we bend that truth. So all of that being taken up with this new moon as well. A higher education is also a part of the moon in Sagittarius where we are rising to a level of higher education. Um, more of the beyond uh, elementary school and high school, what, what more is there? What other strands of things can we teach ourselves about? And of course, our philosophy and our beliefs come into play here. Our instinctual selves as well, our instinctual intuitive selves and how we align or not with natural cycles and with natural rhythms. And are we connected to nature or are we separate from nature? So a lot of really juicy things pop up here with Sagittarius, none the least of which is the close proximity of this new moon to the galactic center, which I would say is the source of all truths, the capital T truths, right? They are coming from that galactic center or uh, what might be the, the source or God or what, however you want to word that, it doesn't really matter. The idea is that there's a higher organizing principle in the universe and energy is streaming to us from that galactic center. Now, it's interesting to me to note that also the sun at this point in time is suddenly getting more active. And if remember, the sun was in a lull and very quiet as it was, and it had ended its 11-year cycle, and it had gone into what had been a very long period of time of no sunspot activity. And during that period of time, 
energy that streams to us from the cosmos has its way into the earth, the neutrinos, the gamma rays, the cosmic rays, and all of these things that are sort of mutation causing uh, particles were able to get into uh, the earth in a way that they normally cannot get here, or that they are more diffuse when there's high sunspot activity. So interesting that the sun now is coming back to life, shooting out more of its own magnetic energy to that acts sort of as a protection to the earth from those particles being able to make it all the way in. So it makes me think, okay, the mutation has already been taken place or has already happened. It's now just for us to catch on, right? And to see those changes begin to move through uh, the collective or collective unconscious. And how is that going to look as we move into 2021? Tune in tomorrow and you'll find out. All right, questions. Um, anything going on that I need to know about for you all? Peggy, love to you and your Sadie. Oh, thank you, you guys, right? I mean, she's just, yeah, she's just a sweetie. Coach Michael says, I have the sun and the moon and Mercury transiting my 10th house. So good point there because all of that then is putting focus in your career and in how you claim your authority, Coach Michael. So are you standing in your power? Are you doing what you're called to be doing? Are you sharing of your gifts and talents in a in a, a way that is healthy? Or are you still challenged by being able to claim your authority and live life on your own terms? So wherever it is that you all have Sagittarius in your chart, like when I looked at the chart for this morning, um, Sagittarius is sitting on the at the first house. And that means the sun, um, the sun rises in Sagittarius. I could have guessed this, right? Because this, the new moon is so early in the day. And the um, person who would have Sagittarius on their first house would be grappling with truth and honesty and, and ethics and all of that in a very personal way, right? Having to really change the way that they live based on their personal truth. Well, it's sort of similar to the 10th house in that the 10th house is saying, I'm going to claim my authority and how I express myself in the world, how I do my work. Uh, the first house is a viewpoint and also how I express myself personally. If you have Sagittarius on the second house, then this is affecting a money uh, house in your chart. So money or values or also um, what resources that you have uh, to, to bear in, in the world to support you in the world. And it's a possibility because millions of people out there have lost jobs that the second house of earning power has a new beginning here. Maybe something's opening up for you or will be opening up soon for you. Um, or if you already are having, if you have a job, maybe there's something new coming along uh, based on finances, the earning power of your finances. A third house solar eclipse might mean that there's something new coming up in the way that you speak, the way that you learn. Maybe you're taking up a new form of study or that's possibility. Maybe you're considering it. Uh, perhaps you are uh, spending more time with your neighbors or your siblings or the people that are sort of not in your house but have concerns just, just outside of your own house. Uh, unless of course you live with your siblings and that would mean you know that they're in your house as well. Um, maybe in the fourth house, you're dealing with something at home, right? Your family, your roots, 
maybe you're getting ready to remodel or, or rearranging furniture or selling or buying real estate, uh, relocating, getting ready for old age, retirement, things like that. It's all about the focus then of creating a new pathway in the way that you set up your foundation. A fifth house solar eclipse might mean that you are having fun in a new way, that you are taking up a new creative project or that you are uh, broadening your horizon, so to speak, in a way that creates more um, love, more joy, more uh, creative energy. The sixth house is about the work that you do, right? The, so if the 10th house is the career and how you share of yourself in an authoritative way, the sixth house is the place where you work, the people that you work with, and the actual work that you do, the routines that you're in, the jobs, that type of thing that you would do. So if there's a solar eclipse in the sixth house, perhaps it is working in a new way, taking up a new position within the same business, um, starting something new with the employees that you have. Um, it is also the house that takes in the health of the body. So maybe you're someone who's feeling called maybe to start something new in terms of a health regimen, maybe exercising, vitamins, eating, some kind, maybe it's time to get your teeth taken care of, uh, whatever it is, it could be body oriented or work oriented. Uh, the seventh house would be about your relationships, your partnerships. So your marriage or your significant others um, or your business partners, what might you want to start new there? The eighth house is about your investments, the money that you have invested. Uh, maybe there's something new to start there or in the way that you, the world meets your needs or the way that you take from the universe and what does that look like for you? If uh, you have a ninth house solar eclipse, this one could be all about expansion. This would be the house that Sagittarius rules in the chart and it could be very focused on expansiveness on growth opportunities, on travel, or just literally uh, getting that book written and now taking it to the publisher, right? So there's all kinds of opportunities for expansion there. 10th house we talked about, 11th house would be about expansion and toward your friends or groups that you are aligned with. Um, what are your hopes and your dreams, right? A new moon solar eclipse here can be very powerful and an indicator that if you don't like what you see, then you need to really look within at what you're thinking about and where your heart is aligned because there's a mismatch in the energies, right? That you're focused on something that you don't want as opposed to something you do. And then in the 12th house, that's an invitation for you to explore your inner world, to become more um, concerned about your own emotional health and your own psychological health, processing your own, you know what, <laughs> going through the uh, hidden aspects of yourself and taking a look at what is really true, uh, what fears lie in that unconscious of your, of your mind and giving it a new look, right? Maybe agreeing, I'm not going to be in fear this year. I'm going to step forward fearlessly, whatever that might mean for you. So that gives you an idea of where the eclipse is by house and what it might bring for you in terms of something new or what you can focus your intention setting on uh, when we're done here this morning. 
All right, so let's take a look at the week ahead and what are the big news items of the week. Well, of course, today we have the solar eclipse. That's the big news of the day. Uh, tomorrow, the 15th, Venus will be moving out of Scorpio and into Sagittarius. So she now puts on her little, I call her the huntress when she's in Sagittarius, right? She puts on her uh, more adventurous self and she begins to really value the idea of nature and being out in nature or being in intuitive, um, being in alignment with her intuition uh, and her, her ability to be instinctual, right? So she's making that move. And then tomorrow Chiron also changes direction. He has been in retrograde. He will move direct, start speeding up a little bit. He never speeds, <laughs> he moves slowly, uh, but he will begin the forward motion of his healing energies. Instead of healing us on the inside, it begins to be the outer expression of what has been healed. On Wednesday, Saturn moves into Aquarius. Now we have a little blip of this. If you'll remember back, uh, let's see, it was March 23rd to April 23rd, I think it was. Um, and it could have been a little bit longer than that, where um, Saturn first moved into Aquarius for a momentary blip. We got a taste of what it might be like in the future, right? We got a taste of what more is possible when we come together as a community, when we come together and in the com for the common good, instead of tearing ourselves apart based on uh, interests, right? Special interests. So we have that opportunity now, and there's much more to say about Saturn's move into Aquarius, which will be addressed in tomorrow's webinar, uh, because there's a big story here, right? There's not just this little story. Usually there's a little story when a planet moves into a new sign, but this is a momentous moving because it's coming at a time where Jupiter's also uh, following Saturn into uh, the sign of Aquarius, and then they are getting ready to conjunct. And then on top of that, they both come into an immediate square to Uranus and Taurus. And so it jumpstarts the possibilities, but there's also more of that conflict and cantankerous energy that's in between the new and what's being held back by the old. So it'll be an interesting sort of, of energetic for the next few months. And we'll, like I said, dig more into that. So uh, I already jumped ahead to the news on Saturday will be when Jupiter moves into Aquarius. And then on Saturday, the 20th, Mercury will move out of Sagittarius and into Capricorn. So now the little messenger planet begins to move through the sign where all of the deconstruction energy had been in for 2020. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what kinds of processes get finished up with his transit through Capricorn. And then of course, the Saturday is also the beginning of the new human design week. We come to the cross quarter energy, which moves us into the gates of love. So we have the possibility of loving energy. It is the gates 10 and 15 the sun at the gate of self-love, or is it self-obsession, and the earth into the gate 15, is it the love of humanity, or is it the extreme expression of humanity tearing itself apart? Hmm. It'll be an interesting week as we go into uh, that turning of the seasons. So 
by the way, I meant to tell you in the moon in Sagittarius and this whole thing about Sagittarius, there's also the energy in the more negative expression that is about taking shortcuts, right? Doing things too quickly, jumping ahead and then realizing, oh, dang it, I did it too fast. I've got to back up. Um, there is self-righteousness. There are excesses of all kinds. Remember, Jupiter's the ruler of Sagittarian energy and assuming, assuming never assume, you know why, right? And then bluntness, honest communication that goes awry, goes astray by people's bluntness. So monitoring what you say, making sure you have the invitation to say what you're about to say in order for it to be received with an open heart and with love. And of course, make sure you're saying it from a position of love as well. All right. Uh, Asa, I'm sorry, I haven't even been checking here. Any questions? How are people doing out there? Uh, it's great to have you with me this morning, Asa. I'm glad you're done with your training and that you could be here to help. Uh, oh, wait, she has to go, everyone. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm glad you got to spend some time with us this morning. And uh, Ursula has fourth house Sagittarius. Welcome, Cosmic Galactic family. Hello, that's a great one. I like that. Puffing Pixie. This eclipse is conjunct my sun, fourth, and Neptune in the fourth, thinking this should be quite impactful indeed, definitely. Um, Kathleen, especially because... Now, wait a minute, Puffing Pixie, if the eclipse is conjunct your sun, that means it's your birthday, right? Because the sun is also here. So the sun solar return, if that's the case, then your impact isn't just today. I mean, this is a theme that's set up for your solar return and uh, means that it's going to be a recurring theme throughout 2021. So being very aware of what's going on here with your, um, in your chart and in your life and, and being open to what that might mean. JLo says, I have the galactic center in the seventh with Sagittarius, rules it for me there with my north node, Neptune, and I had a solar eclipse at birth there. Hmm, interesting. So that is interesting. What might, what's new, right? What's coming up for you? Um, what about your beliefs? What about your truths? What about faith and luck and good fortune? all of these things, what's coming up? What are you learning about? How are you expanding? Great questions to ask yourself. Uh, bye, Kathleen. Great to see you too. And uh, Puffing Pixie says in two days, solar return in one day. So yeah, Puffing Pixie, even so. So, you know, we've just, we're experiencing the solar eclipse at this moment. Uh, but, you know, you are within a day. In fact, if your birthday is actually tomorrow in one day, your solar return birthday may actually be today uh, because everybody's birthdays are running a day sooner because we had a leap year. So we added an extra day to the year. So chances are you're actually in the moment having a solar return. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out in your life over the year. Uh, okay. And lastly, this morning, let's talk about the energy of the uh, Pleiadian calendar or the Pleiadian earth calendar. Uh, today is seven seeing. And of course, um, Pia and Colin talked to us a bit about that on uh, Friday when they were here with me on the show. The seven is the halfway point of the spiral of consciousness, right? So the, the week has 13 days. Seven brings us to that point where we are shifting uh, halfway between initiating and completing. So it's called merging worlds. 
it is a doorway, a gateway, right, to decision point here, if you will. How am I going to live from here, right? The idea is that I can understand hidden truths here, that there is this idea that what began on December 8th with one feeling, emotional energy, right, the one in feeling is all about the emotions. How do I understand them now compared to the one energy that we began with a week ago or seven days ago? And then opens your vision. This is a, a, a time for us to see in a wider view, a wider field. Interesting because it has sort of Sagittarius overtones to it. It's mystical. The seven is always mystical. It seeks to merge opposites into a new coherent truth or a new whole to become more harmonious. It works with spirit and matter, right? It's an energy that is the embodiment of spirit into the physical and or the physical as a part of the spiritual expression. And it is a search for cosmic truths, right? The bigger capital T truths. Where do I always say that? Sagittarius. So there's a nice coherence between the seven energy and merging worlds and the moon transiting through uh, Sagittarius with a new moon solar eclipse happening at the same time. It's almost like our search for cosmic truth is like tantalizingly close, right? Those answers, those bigger T truths are right here. If we'd only open our eyes and stop getting all mucked up in the mess that there is on the planet itself, see it from a bigger perspective, right? Step back, look in and let go of some of those dualistic thinking that, that we've got caught up in. Today's energy of seeing was men, M-E-N, in the Mayan calendar, which was a representation of the eagle. This is where we are guided to soar into our highest aspirations. So let loose, right? If you're going to set intentions, they might as well be the big ones, right? The big ones, the truth of what you're really after. Set those today. And this is a sign that expands our consciousness to be able to share with other people our gifts and our talents. Um, knowingness is much easier when the, the energy is in seeing. And it's easier to connect to what we know as truth. And here's a sign that we want freedom. This is a freedom loving sign as is Sagittarius. And as well, it is that we want freedom so badly that we might do things impulsively to get it and then find out later that was the absolutely wrong thing to do. And I've been thinking about this because my, it's just an interesting theme because here we are in the midst of this pandemic. My daughter's birthday is on Friday. And what do they want to do for her birthday? They want to go out to one of the casinos here uh, in Washington and I think go bowling or something there. I'm not sure what the deal was. And I'm sitting here going, hmm, is this the time that I would really want to venture out into the public in that kind of way um, versus you know, being impulsive, wanting that freedom and going, yes, I want to get loose. I want to shake loose. I want to do something different. And the, is that really a smart thing to do? Mm, I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but we shall see, right? All of us in some way are experiencing that feeling of, of limitation or constriction. And when we're feeling that way, we want freedom, but we can do things impulsively and then cause more problems for ourselves. So we have to balance that with this energy. Focusing on the details and 
the big picture, not just the details, stepping back a little bit. And it is also, uh, there's also a new concept I want to bring to all of you. And maybe you guys have heard of Ahimsa, A-H-I-M-S-A, which is where we live our lives from the perspective that all lives matter, uh, respect for all living things. And, and that is in the spirit of nonviolence, right? Nonviolence, this is a word or a, um, a tradition that comes from Hindu, Buddhist, and Jainist uh, religions or belief systems, uh, but it makes so much sense, right? Ahimsa, where it is that we have respect for all living things, and in that we agree to nonviolence, right? I think we can see that embodied in uh, Gandhi and in Martin Luther King and in others that have um, you know, been the way showers for us in creating this pathway. So that's brought up for us today as well. Uh, okay, that is it for me, I think. I think, is there something else I want to talk about? I don't know. Let me throw it to you all. What questions do you have? Solar return in one day, puffing pixie, oh wow, Ingrid non-harming. There we have it, Ingrid. That's perfect. Not do no harm, right? That's amazing, amazing truth for all of us. First, do no harm and nonviolence. Um, all right. I don't see any other. I might be missing questions too. Oh, here we go. How does the eclipses play a part for us at birth? And Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, because all of you have in, in the charts that you get from me, there is a, a a place that says uh, solar eclipse. In fact, let me see, how does that look? It says lunar eclipse and it says so ECL and LU, L-U-E-C-L. And that is a place that is what you experienced as an eclipse while you were in utero. So somewhere in the last six months of your uh, being a fetus uh, in your mother's womb, you experienced an eclipse and two eclipses, a solar and a lunar. The solar eclipse that you experienced in utero becomes the thing that you are here to teach to others. So wherever that is in your chart, that is the theme likely that comes up for you to teach other people. Now, teaching other people doesn't mean literally that you're sitting down and you're teaching this um, because you could also be teaching this by how not to be. So you can teach in one of two ways. But it seems to be a theme, for example, um, that you are experiencing over and over again in relationship to other people. Now, the lunar eclipse, on the other hand, is what you're here to learn. So it becomes a lesson for you. And that might be that you're learning this lesson because of uh, other people or that you keep tripping over your own two feet kind of thing and, and you keep beating your head up against the wall trying to learn a lesson, right? And eventually, hopefully, we become aware of that lunar eclipse and we learn that lesson. So that's what that means in your chart. So wherever it is, these are this, a key piece of you. Um, and, and it's not it's, it's likely not as visible as you would think, right? Because you experienced it in utero. Who would think that you'd go looking for something that happened before you were born uh, as a marker of something that is a part of your experience living on the planet now? But indeed, it is 
And uh, it's sort of like um, the energy being in, just sort of being absorbed into you through your mother and her experiences even at the eclipses. And remembering that eclipses are game changers. They're like jacked up full moons or jacked up new moons that bring prime opportunities. And that week around that eclipse is usually pretty dramatic and can be traumatic even in people's lives. And how did what your parent experience, and even your father in this case, what did their experiences, how did that affect you, right? How was that um, being filtered in by you as a developing soul or as a developing human being? So taking a look at that. Um, Ingrid, Gene Key theme 11, light. Yeah, a light. We, we talked about this on Friday too, uh, but that's in def, that is definitely a great energy as the 11, it's called the conceptualist now as we look at it in a quantum way. Let me show you the human design chart. I actually did that this morning. I don't know why I didn't think to show it to you. Um, let me go open it up and it's in my pictures. I've remembered where to put it this time. No, that's not the one. And I'll show it to you real quickly because it's always interesting, I think, to look at the just now chart. And there we go, 1214. And sharing my screen. There we go. Thank you for bringing that up, Ingrid. So here is our just now chart. This is what it looks like today with the sun at the gate 11, which is on the Ajna and it's moving down toward the throat center and the gate 12, which is where the earth is. And that sits on the throat center and it is connected to Neptune right now at the gate 22. It is the only channel that is open, or I mean is defined and it's called the channel of openness. And it's interesting because Ingrid, I think you have this entire channel too in your natal chart. And here it is being mimicked again or uh, mirrored to you this energy of being very aware of when you're in the mood to share and speak and communicate versus when you're not so much in the mood to speak, share, or communicate and uh, how that might affect what you say, how you say it, and when you say it. So for all of us right now, remember the gate 22 is the involution that we are undergoing, the inner dynamic that's changing. And the planet of spirituality, Neptune, the planet of our inner, uh, our higher self, if you will, our unconditional loving self is connected right there to that, to that gate, which is also called the gate of grace or graciousness. And so we're learning how to be gentle and kind and uh, loving, unconditionally loving toward one another. And again, we often learn those lessons via the opposite Right. So if we're looking out in the world and we see what happened, at least here in the U.S. over the weekend, um, you know, uh, unkind, angry, upset, you know, unloving things going on um, right in our faces, right, right out there so we can see it and then take it in and understand where we ourselves might be out of alignment with this energy of lovingness. Now, the gate 12 is on the throat. So it's the ability to speak to those higher truths, to be able to stream from higher consciousness, those higher truths. 
And it is actually an energy that takes us into channeling even sometimes where we are being the, um, the receiver and the transmission giver of vital information, vital truths. And that is activated for everyone in this week because of the sun and earth's placement at the 11 and the 12. Now, also the moon today, you know, anytime we have an eclipse, hold on. I'm talking more than I usually talk lately. Oh, anytime we have an eclipse, the nodes of the moon are involved, either the south node or the north node. In this particular solar eclipse, it is the south node, it is Mercury, and it is the moon that are all sitting together. And the gate 26 right here on the heart center is the gate of integrity. Hmm, integrity, right? And the gate of integrity is about, it, it, in its lowest expression, it's the gate of the liar. It's the gate of um, the trickster energy where we are being fooled or where we're um, not being in integrity, right? Where we're not being ethical, we're not being transparent, where we need to learn the lesson of being true to ourselves and expressing the truth of who we are or else it comes off being uh, superficial. It doesn't feel right. Others kind of notice it. There's something stinky in it, right? So it is an interesting uh, gate. And since it is the, the place of the North Node and the moon is attached to it and we're sitting at a solar eclipse, then we know that this is a South Node lunar eclipse. It means that the moon and the sun are crossing at the, the lower ecliptic. So the, the, and you could see it when I showed you the picture of the eclipse, how it was down um, in its fullness. It was down in South America, the tip of South America and off to the Atlantic and the Pacific oceans. So what we have then is a sort of having to release something in order to make good on something new. When the South node is involved in an eclipse, we're dealing with the, the ickiness of the past and the effect of the past and every place that it's gone wrong so that we can clear that out in order to start something new. So you see that very clearly here where it doesn't always pop out as obvious in astrology and human design, it does. So it is learning to be in integrity. And what does that mean? It means that we hold ourselves in a form of truth, right? And honesty and in, uh, that truth, we find freedom, right? Freedom to be who we are. Uh, the gate 11, the gate of light. I love how Richard Rudd explains this in the Gene Keys. It, it, he doesn't, I don't think it's necessarily in the book, but in a recording of what uh, gate 11 is about, he talks about the light as even if there's this little pinpoint of light in a dark field, right? A field of darkness, which you could say 2020 has been like a field of darkness. But even if there's a little pinpoint of light, a little pinpoint of light that might be loving, that might be kindness, that might be generosity, that might be um, just joyfulness and being alive, you could focus on that little pinpoint of light and you can make it bigger. And the bigger it gets, the more power it has to even affect us at the DNA level and to really change us into or remind us not necessarily change us because it, it's the truth of who we already are, uh, but remind us of the loving nature of who we are, the nature of light. And in the gift level, this gate has a lot to do with idealism. In an ideal world, what are we? 
How do we work together? How do we show up? What's happening for even the weakest of our citizens and uh, what's happening? How are we giving to one another? How are we sharing with one another? And all of that comes up here with the gate 11. And in the uh, shadow energy, it is obscurity where we cannot see, right? That the light is obscured. But if there's even one little pinpoint of light that you can focus on, you can make it bigger. And the more you focus on what's good and what's true and what's loving and kind and generous, the more we make that bigger. That's our opportunity as we go through this particular week. Now, the North Node is sitting at the gate 45 still right here. And these um, uh, two gates, the 26 and the 45, are really reminding us about financial integrity, reminding us of our physical integrity, reminding us of our spiritual integrity, reminding us of our mental integrity and our emotional integrity. So there's different levels of integrity that we're talking about that all stem from the ideal of being true to oneself. So there you have that. And then we have Jupiter and Saturn both at the gate 60 down here, which is a gate that often triggers a mutation. Mm, that's huge, isn't it? A mutation in the offering because Jupiter and Saturn are together almost exact at the gate 60 down here uh, in the, the root center, which by the way, has an energy of it called endurance. So we have endurance, enduring through massive changes, through uh, leaps in consciousness. And uh, we are designed to endure and we are designed to go through these evolutionary leaps periodically. And here we are, we're facing the down the barrel of one right now. Okay, so I hope that's what you meant, Ingrid, <laughs> by talking about that, and that I didn't just go off into some uh, weird direction. Uh, J-Lo, uh, they have tried to cover it with everything else out there. Uh, yeah, the Electoral College was due to vote this morning at 9 a.m. East Coast time or begin that process, so that was at 6 a.m. my time, so there, it's already noon for you all back there, so um, I'm assuming they're close to being done. <sighs> All right, Puffing Pixie, oh, I have that gate 11 completed. Didn't know what it meant. I love that meaning indeed. Peggy says, it just seems to be connected to what Janet is saying, leaving something behind. Yeah, I, there's so much that I could say. That was perfection. <laughs> You're welcome, Ingrid, thank you. There's so much that I could say, so much that I wanna say, but the words themselves that need to come, that would come out, just don't wanna come yet. And and that's because it is so tender and so raw here in this country in particular right now. And um, I, I don't know that we've hit upon the stride yet that we need in order to get to where we're going. And there's a lot of people out there using words as swords and drawing battle lines that are ridiculously drawn that don't need to be drawn. And it's not clear yet, I think, about where are we gonna go, about what is gonna happen. Um, and I think that is the way it needs to be for us because if we're gonna realize our status as co-creators of our reality, then we really have to maybe take this pause and look at what we're creating based on what we've created, right? If you look out in the world and you don't like what you see, well, you've created it, right? You've participated in that creation because it's a group effort. Right, we're not here uh, alone. 
there are, you know, seven some billion people on the planet uh, that are here creating this reality. And what do we want to create now, right? That's where the word possibilities for 2021 comes in. But I should also say there's another word that's still prominent, and that is responsibility. So we have the responsibility to create from possibilities for the future instead of dragging ourselves through the mud and through the he said, she said, and blame game and the shame game and the, the victim energies that uh, we've been playing in. So it's time for us to grow up get our big girl and boy panties on and move forward in the world, uh, letting go of the, the most rancorous parts of the past, but keeping the essence, right? Keeping the essence of who we are. And that's the important thing. We want to take the good with us. Uh, we want to take the loving with us. We don't want to take all of the victim stuff with us. All right. So that is it for me today. Uh, I will be back on air Friday morning, but you will see me tomorrow if you are coming to the webinar and I hope to see you all there. I, um, there was something else I was going to say, <laughs> lost it. If I remember it, I'll write it out to everybody. In the meantime, have a great day. Take care and I will see you on Friday. Bye for now.